Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Skyping's Welcome to another episode of Small Doses. We have had such incredible guests over the past few months, and we haven't had a solo episode in a while in our traditional format, so I figured it was time to drop one. When we talk about side effects of jealousy, I want to just make a point of noting that it's not just about like you feeling like someone's jealous of you, but also us being honest with ourselves when we have experienced jealousy of someone else. And, you know, I think a lot of us don't want to admit that because it just kind of feels yucky and it feels like a thing that is indicative of weakness. But the truth of the matter is, I think it's really important that we all acknowledge like when we have these dark spaces and places that we dip to, because it lets us have a roadmap of how not to go back there and how to get out of there in the venture that we do. So let's reserve judgment for ourselves and actually like be acknowledging of the truth that all of us who are Even in the effort of achieving, you're going to have a certain level of competitive spirit that, you know, may at some point venture into the jealousy space unhealthily. Then there's those of us who may not have an ambitious spirit. And it's just simply the idea that, you know, there's an unhealthy mechanism in your mind that is making you feel like what someone else is doing makes you feel less about yourself. Regardless, The concept of jealousy is very real. I think sometimes people like to act like it's imagined or like it's just like catty or et cetera, et cetera. But we live in a society that, I mean, whether you're talking Darwinism or capitalism is ends up being about like someone being ahead of you or being on top. And we're told all the time to run our own race, run Run your own race, race, focus on your own path. path. But when we are now in this like social media chaos all the time where you are just all day seeing what someone else is accomplishing or the love someone's receiving, or how good someone looks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It can be very difficult to not compare. And comparing can lead you down a very slippery slope to jealousy, the green-eyed monster. And so let's talk about jealousy. Let's talk about what it really is. Let's talk about, you know, when we are experiencing it. Let's talk about what we do to actually, like, one, combat it when we're getting it from others, and two, to combat it when we're giving it ourselves. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. <sighs> Today's jam dropping is jealousy versus healthy competition. So here's the thing. Like, for instance, let's take me for example. I'm in a field where it's basically a bunch of people that are oftentimes vying for one position, okay? Like some spaces we'd like to say like, there's room for everybody. But if there's a particular role that is for one person, there isn't room for everybody. There's only room for one person. And there is absolutely an energy that says like, I gotta get this, particularly in Hollywood, particularly in LA. And there is 1000% a lot of people who will do whatever it takes to get this. And then there are a lot of people who are looking at other people get things and feeling like that should have been me. We just went from healthy competition to jealousy. 
Healthy competition is being able to identify that like there are other people that are in your space that are vying for the same goals that are doing the same work and that in working alongside each other, or at least in looking at the other person's work, they're advancing your work in the sense of they are inspiring you to either work harder, work smarter, to find new innovation, et cetera. That's healthy competition. And it's a beautiful thing when it happens because it ends up just being symbiotic. You know, it ends up being not only something that works like in tangent with each other, but it also levels up the field that you're in because it means that there's a striving for excellence that's happening. Jealousy, on the other hand, is when that healthy competition breaks down into a feeling that says like, that person is keeping me from doing what I need to do. And it can feel like that when there is like one role. But the truth of the matter is that there's going to be other roles, right? The truth of the matter is, is that there's going to be other spaces and other opportunities. And when we see that side of like, there's only one space, it can bring out the worst in people. I mean, ask Tanya Harding. Okay. Well, I guess we should ask Nancy Kerrigan or better yet her knee, because that is what jealousy is. It's this feeling that someone is getting what you should be getting. And it can be very dangerous because at the end of the day, how do you know that they're getting something that you should be getting? You don't. Because what we always say is what's for you is for you. Now, some people have really shifty and snide and shady ways of getting things. And that is definitely not okay. But I don't think that should breed jealousy. That should breed you to say, okay, I need to get around how this person is moving and move in a virtuous way that's going to get me what I want based on the value system that I live by. But far too often, jealousy weasels its way in and it starts having our brain work in ways that we may not be proud of because it really has us saying, okay, why should I not congratulate that person? Why should I not celebrate that person? And particularly for women, I feel like society like sets the course for us to do this. It's always pitting women against each other every time because it's kind of like a we'll create this like little gladiator fight so we don't have to make the decision to figure out who's going to be the best versus how about both of you all be dope? Healthy competition is something that you have to breed in yourself also, because like I said, society is not really trying to do that for folks. Healthy competition is when you're able to genuinely congratulate another. You're able to genuinely identify someone else's advancement, someone else's win, someone else's victory, and not base your worth on their gain. Because once you start doing that, you now step into the peril of the jealous mind. And the jealous mind is not healthy not only because it brings negative thoughts against somebody else, it also brings negative thoughts within yourself because you should be able to congratulate somebody else while still encouraging yourself to say, I'm going to get mine. They can have theirs. And if it isn't there already for me, I'm going to find a way to make it available without taking it from somebody else. such a while since we've been able to do a DMT. So I'm looking forward to this. So first question. First question. How do I deal with a sibling who constantly wants you to be in their life, but never really makes time for that to happen? 
My stepsister claims to always be too busy to do anything, but then gets super gel when she sees me on IG hanging out and doing things with other people. I find it unfair and I think this is her manipulating me into saving all of my time for her and waiting until she is ready. I believe she will never be ready and I just need to move on and live my life. Um, I mean, I feel like that sounds about right. This sounds like control, right? Like, I don't feel like she's actually jealous. I think that she's using the jealousy as like a control tactic, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like she doesn't really want to hang out with you. She just doesn't want you to hang out with anybody else. And that's like someone trying to really just control you and keep you preserved. And you're right, like sitting and wait until they are available. But that's not like a way to live or to move healthily with people who are like your friends or your family. But I think that when we see her saying that she's like jealous of you hanging out with people, the conversation ends up really being like those people make time for me. And so I make time for them. If you have a problem with me having time for them, then make time for us. That's it. And I think like when it comes to a lot of these conversations with folks, you got to just be real succinct. Like I, well, we'll talk about it in uh, that one time, but I know that like when I've had to deal with jealous people, so many times I will undermine the possibility of jealousy as an issue because it feels like I'm being egotistical to even consider it. But Once I actually admit to it, it allows me to be able to address people like with a very clear economy of words about like my boundaries, about what I'm willing to accept, et cetera. And I think it's really dope that you have clearly identified here that like, this is the course of action that happens every time. These are the ways that jealousy is used, et cetera. And so now you're able to really identify like what is going to be good for you and how to move forward. And that's all we ever really are trying to do. Move forward. As we move forward with the next question. Next question. What is the difference between having a thin ego and jealousy? Who? I mean, I, yay, yay. Our engineer, Brendan, probably has so much to say about this, but I would venture to say not much. I mean, I think, listen, I think any size ego can have some prone ability to jealousy because if you have a big ego, then you can have jealousy attached to anybody who you think is trying to challenge like the place that you have planted your ego in, right? And if you have a thin ego, then your jealousy lies in more so just like you have insecurity and you are more so like jealous of somebody's security. You're jealous of their confidence because you're lacking that. And so I think it can happen regardless. You know, the the truth of the matter is, is that it's not about ego that gets you to really like move beyond the jealous mindset. It's about security and confidence within yourself and really understanding your self-worth and your purpose and identifying that. And we'll talk about that in the script because the truth of purpose is that it really puts you on a path that is your tailored path for you. And when you can identify and like hold onto that and be planted in that firmly, it alleviates your comparison to what other people are doing on their path and instead makes you simply look at what other people are doing on their path as guidelines or as inspiration or as admiration, right? And it, and I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've had to absolutely make that transition. And when we talk about it in that one time, I will tell you how I, I literally had to make a mental shift in not looking at when someone is acquiring something that I want to. I had to stop looking at it and being like, damn, I'm trying to do that. But and looking at like it took a notch off of my capabilities and instead start looking at it like, yo, they did that. Psh, 
That means that they're opening the door for more of us to do that. But we'll get to that. But back to your question, what is the difference between having a thin ego and jealousy? I think it's really just, you got to have thicker skin and a stronger backbone and understand that we are all out here in the world. And for the most part, everybody's just trying to survive. And so when you're looking at other people and judging what they're doing or what they're acquiring and seeing it based upon what you're doing, what you're acquiring, always remember, you can never have the whole story. And particularly on this Instagram and this Twitter and this Facebook, et cetera, you are seeing people's highlight reels, not their behind the scenes. Next question. How do you deal with a partner who has a lot of platonic other gender friendships? They go out on one-on-one dinners. I've addressed this with my partner and I'm adjusting as I have never had a boyfriend with so many platonic friendships. You know, listen, I think that that can definitely be a breeding ground for feeling jealous and feeling like someone is getting time that should be allotted to you. Um, I think it also is a source of insecurity because it's like, okay, what are these dinners? Why are they happening so often? And why are they like even necessary? What do these people provide for you that I don't provide? Like, that's always kind of like the thought process that I feel like goes with our, goes through our minds when we see our partner spending time with folks that are, um, I guess like even in the same gender space as us. Right. But ultimately we have to remember that, you know, your partner had people there before you were there. And I think that's really important. And I know like when I've dealt with my life and my personal relationships, I tell the brothers straight up early on, like I have a lot of male friends that are completely platonic male friendships. And ultimately you're going to have to just have trust at the end of the day. And if someone is not like enforcing that trust, and reinforcing that trust, then what they end up doing is breeding that possibility of jealousy because they're not really understanding the dynamics of what goes on in a relationship and the possessiveness. And we can sit here and act like, you know, we shouldn't be possessed in relationships and everyone should have full freedom. And it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's keep it a buck. It's not even necessarily possession a lot of times as much as just people just don't want to get fucked over. All right. People don't want to get played. And nobody wants to feel like they got played with their eyes open. Like I saw you going to dinner with all these broads and I let it happen. I was over here thinking I was being jealous, but I was actually having intuition. Nobody wants to go through that. (laughs) Nobody. So in my opinion, I feel like your situation, if you're expressing to your partner, like, hey, I don't like this. Maybe the language to change is, you know, I would feel better if you did these other things to help reinforce the security of our relationship, since this is considered to be an important part of your life. Because that's the truth of the fact. I came into your life and you got all this shit going on, but you brought me into your life. So that means that you got to come up with ways to manage me being brought into the life that you brought me into. And I think some people don't think that. Some people feel like you showed up. So what the fuck? And it's like, no, this is now a cohesive space where we have to be considerate of each other and of the things that can trigger each other. And that's fair that you feel some type of way. He got a lot of homegirls. They around. They might be bad bitches, et cetera, et cetera. And your jealousy comes from just like, damn, like what's they got that I don't got? That's that's a I know that some people are like, oh, my God, they're so insecure. But it's like, listen. We have to be honest with ourselves about the way in which people respond to things. And just as much as you need to do the work on yourself to get past those thoughts, I feel like your partner also has an onus in saying like, okay, if these are the things within reason, within reason, 
if these are the things that are going to help you feel more secure in our relationship, then I'm down. And I know one thing that I do is like, I make sure that my man meets my male friends and I make sure to spend time with my male friends with my man. And of course we still have one-on-ones, but I make sure to let it know that it's a community here. And me so far so good. (laughs) Next question. Do you think jealousy serves any positive purpose? You know, I think there's something to be said, and this goes back to the healthy competition versus jealousy gem drop-in. I think that when we are in a healthy competitive space, it's not really jealousy, but that is positive. When we're able to look at what someone's doing and it is actually motivating us or it's actually like, it's like triggering, not triggering, that's not the word I want to look for, but it's like igniting like a thought process within us or like an ambition within us. I think that there's something to be said for that. Sometimes you just need that extra competitive boost. Sometimes you need that extra um, kind of like proximity to somebody to like give you some guidance in your momentum. That's real. I don't necessarily consider that jealousy though. I think some people might consider it jealousy because it has a certain level of comparativeness to it. But I think that comparison is the step before jealousy. You can compare and say, okay, this person's doing this and I'm doing this, but that can simply just be a method of, of your process and of self-checking. Like if they're doing this and I'm doing this, but they're getting this result and I'm getting this result, maybe I need to actually apply more of what they're doing to what I'm doing. I don't think that's jealousy. I think that's just smart thinking. I think that's just data, (laughs) data analysis and research. So I think that there can be definitely positive purpose that comes out of competition, that comes out of, you know, being in a group or, you know, identifying the ways in which other people are working. I just think it's a, it can be a very slippery slope into jealousy if you're not being clear about the context and if you're not being grounded in how you're looking at that information and how it relates to you. The you know, when we're talking about jealousy and we're talking about the ways in which we are experiencing jealousy versus whether it's like us being jealous of someone else or someone being jealous of us, I feel like it's going to be the same mechanisms that get us through that and get us over that hump. And it really is all about self-building, right? right? Inner self-strengthening, inner glow, glowing. And the ways in which we do that, we talk about it on this show all the time. There's an abundance of ways to do that. But particularly for the script, I just wanted to mention two really solid pieces of literature. And that is Paulo Coelho's Warrior of Light and The Four Agreements. And in both of these books, they really just talk about how you can better manage like the way people are managing the world. Without making everything about you. Because if someone is jealous of you, it's not your responsibility to fix. And if you're jealous of somebody, it is your responsibility to fix. You need to be able to determine what things are your responsibility to work on and what things are your responsibility to not work on. And what I love about the four agreements is it really, very basically, one of the four agreements is don't Don't take take it personal. personal. Don't take anything personal. It doesn't mean that you have to tolerate anything. It doesn't mean you have to tolerate mistreatment. It doesn't mean that you have to be excusing of lack of accountability. No, it just means that you don't have to take things as like you are the cause. Ultimately, how people process things, how people deal with things are related to a myriad of things. And yes, you can be the influence 
and you can be the person who's doing something, but how someone chooses to respond is on them. It's on them. And so that's why when we were talking about just now, like, yeah, if she's bothered by her man going on dates and one-on-one dates, et cetera, et cetera, how she chooses to respond to that is on her. Now, some people might be like, so they're doing that. So I'm going to show them and I'm going to do this. And that's like a passive aggressive, shitty way to respond, right? All you can do is let somebody know, hey, this behavior right here, I'm not with it. Or when it comes to you feeling jealous is letting yourself know, okay, this isn't the best way for me to be moving in the world. Why do I feel this way? And nine times out of 10, you're going to get to the bottom of something that ain't got shit to do with that other person. Because that other person is not a part of the equation, not in the way that you might initially think they are. It's in you. It's in you. So four agreements, warrior of light. And warrior of light is all about just like really tapping into the light that's within you. You don't need to look at anybody else's light to determine how your light needs to glow. And that's really the foundation of it all. Because what happens a lot of time with jealousy is somebody is looking at your light and they like, I I want want my my light light to be be like like that. So then they start doing shady shit to try and fuck with your light instead of doing the self-building shit to enhance their own. And that's what the warrior of light does. It's a self-building shit to enhance your own. Go on, goddess. And then when we talk about jealousy, a really great movie is Milos Forman's Amadeus. Amadeus, of course, the legendary, iconic, virtuoso composer from Vienna, Austria, of famed records, like records, of famed tunes like Yeah, he's writing hits, okay? Hit tunes. And in the film, it is based much in part around the relationship between him and this other composer, Salieri, who just grew this like deep, deafening, death-defying envy and jealousy for Mozart and the ability that he had. And so it's a great film to watch on how jealousy can decay your values, how it can erode your talent, and how it can corrupt your mind. The beauty of the film is eventually Salieri comes to see the ways in which these things happen, but it's, I'm not going to spoil it. (laughs) And we have a Small Doses community suggestion for the script. Uh, A young woman named Courtney says that she's been reading about polyamory and she's reading a book called The Ethical Slut. That is a strong title. And that it has a lot of good advice on how to deal with jealousy. I've never read The Ethical Slut and I don't know anything about being in a polyamorous relationship. But in this book, I guess they are trying to help you understand how to manage it so that you can be in a polyamorous relationship. Could not be in a polyamorous relationship. And it's not just because of the jealousy aspect, but I think I've also just had enough abandonment issues. And, you know, there's also just too many things going around. You know, things. Chlamydia's and the gonorrhea's and the things. Babies and the things. And let me tell you, when this world opened up, they're talking about all different kinds of strains of COVID. Can you imagine all the different kinds of new strains of chlamydia? Because the fucking that's about to go on. Ciao. It's going to be a global orgy, a glorgy. That, that one time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so when I 
admitted to myself that I had a jealousy problem, it was very liberating. And it was really liberating because it allowed me the freedom to say it to someone else who then kept it a fucking buck with me and made me check myself. And in the checking of myself, I freed myself from a unhealthy way of moving through a very competitive space. I remember telling my homegirl, Vanessa, that, you know, I just felt like I had a jealousy problem, that I would look at certain people around me at peers and instead of feeling empowered by their growth, I would feel crippled by it. And it wasn't to the point of envy where I'd be like, they shouldn't have that. I should have it. It was more so to a self-deprecating response. It was more so that instead of me seeing their dopeness and saying like, yo, that's fucking dope. I can't wait to get my dopeness there. I would see it and feel like, damn, I don't know if I can, if I'm even that dope. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if, that, if I can do it. And my response to it would be like uh, taking steps backward. And that becomes paralyzing. And it definitely doesn't do anything for the creative mind to grow. And so I finally like admitted this to my homegirl and she was like, you are going to have to find genuine joy in these other people's elevation. And until you do that, you are not going to elevate. And that was like the bottom line basics. And I think, you know, we all want the opportunity to do our best and we would hate to stand in our own way. And I realized that I was standing in my own way. And that is like the worst thing ever for me. Like the the idea of like me being the reason why I cannot live to the best of my purpose is just, oh, it's maddening. So I had to go on this like self-love, self-exploratory journey on like, well, where am I going to find that genuine joy? And I won't lie to you. First, it started as just like practice. First, it started at just like not letting my head go to that place when I would, you know, see, you know, different imagery from people or, you know, see different headlines or hear different things. I would just stop my mind from going to that competitive comparison place. I would literally just like, and just be like, you know what? Good for them. And I'm not, I'm not going to front we all. In the beginning, it was just, it was more of an exercise than a genuine feeling. But it got me out of the habit of turning to the negative corner. And in that process, it started my brain then doing the work going the other direction. And it was like really interesting. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen like how vines grow. They kind of just reach out and they're they're kind of like feeling around in the air for where they're going to attach to. And you can guide that. And that's the same with your thoughts. And it's like, maybe it doesn't know exactly where it's going to end up, but you can guide where it's going. And once I started guiding my thoughts from jealousy into a positive direction, they eventually just started grounding themselves in more positive thinking. And eventually I naturally went further and I genuinely did feel joy for these people. And and at the same time, felt joy for myself because I was instead seeing their capabilities and seeing their wins as my wins. As like, oh shit, that's dope. That means it can be done. You see how you switch your thinking? 
Now, I've also been on the other side of jealousy. I've been on the side of jealousy that is, you know, it's hurtful, that stings, and that can be maniacal. Because we've, I don't know if you, a lot of us have been in scenarios where someone is jealous and so they make it their business to be sadistic. They make it their business to be obstructive of your advancement simply because they just don't like that you have something. And it can be something like as basic as they don't like that you have a phone or they don't like that you have a certain color skin. They don't like that you got this, this relationship They don't like that you got this job. And so often it goes to a place that it just never had to go because of the work someone is doing within their minds of not steering that vine in the positive direction. But then what do you do? What do you do when you're the subject of jealousy of someone being jealous and shitty and shady? What do you do when people are being mean girls? You know, and they are purposely attempting to make you feel like an outsider because they are jealous of the fact that they can't be inside the space that you inhabit organically. What do you do? You know, for me, it's really about not letting it be fed. And I have learned that the hard way. I've been in a situation where someone was jealous of my confidence. They were jealous of the, the way that I carry myself. And even though I have my insecurities, I have my doubts, I have my, um, <laughs> my anxieties, they are not seeing that because they're shrouded by their own insecurities, doubts, and anxieties. And that's just what jealousy is. People can't even see through their own shit to see that you got your shit too. All they see is what you have that they don't have versus seeing the likeness. And the mistake that I made was, I fe- well, that I feel that I made was that instead of me owning those things that they were jealous of, I, I simmered them down. Almost feeling like, you know, you need to kind of dull your light to make this person feel and make these people, because it's not just a single person, but make these people feel like they are not being put down by you. And in the end, you find yourself being like, well, damn, like I didn't really help me (laughs) and I didn't help them because I just created a false situation. This isn't real now. And you think that that person is going to have some type of gratitude, but they're not because they don't even feel, they, they don't have the groundedness in joy to have gratitude for that. What they end up doing is then almost like shitting on you because they, I feel, know that you're doing that. They know that you're making yourself smaller and they're even insulted by it. So you might as well Just be the glow that you are. And then in that glow, you find other people. Because I think that's the other thing is that like, it can feel so lonely and feel like just so disarming when it's like coming at you in a way and particularly from a direction that is like, like maybe like you have a boss or an older sibling 
you know, or I remember I dated a dude whose sister was jealous of me, but it was his older sister. And so he just like swore by her. And I'm just like, I had no skin in that game, but it felt so lonely and isolating because she was in this like, quote unquote, higher position than me. And so I felt like I had to genuflect. But as I've gotten older, I started to realize that it's like, it's not to say that you got to buck. It's not to say that you got to be like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to be who I am, et cetera, et cetera. But all you can really do is an extend an olive branch to somebody and be open. And if they cannot receive that, then you need to keep it moving and not feel like you are in any way, shape or form responsible for their security. And that is what, when people are being jealous, that's what they are trying to make you do. Because they try to wield, you know, the fuck shit in order to force you to have to be responsive in ways that make them feel better about the things that they lack that you have. It's sketchy, y'all. And we as women, we do this to each other all the fucking time. It is so OD. So I'm particularly, I just want to point out that women who are listening, we got to stop this shit. Redirect the mind. Stop it. You feel yourself going down that jealous path. You better catch yourself and say, how do I redirect this and and make this a a positive interaction? How do I not let myself be influenced by the darkness that this person's light is shining on? Because that's what it is. Someone else's light is revealing a darkness in you that makes you uncomfortable. Well, guess what? You don't got to be jealous of their light. No. You now have to be, you can be thankful. Oh shit, they just revealed something to me that I need to work on and I can work on that and now get past that and that advances me into a better space. But it's hard when you work in places. It's hard when you live in places. It's hard when you go to school in places where people are seeing you in a way that makes them feel less than. It's hard when you're in a relationship where someone is seeing you in a way that makes them feel less than. And that jealousy breeds envy. It breeds toxicity. So you got to get out. And if you can't get out, you got to find outlets. You got to find other folks that do see you and love you for where you are. You got to find other means of conversation, of communication, And you got to really like plant your feet in it until you can (laughs) make them boots be made for walking and get the fuck out. I also think there's a big problem with people just creating narratives to support their jealousy as like righteous. Like, I know, like, I've, I've had so many people create, like, narratives around my privilege, right? So whether it be my light skin privilege or people have, like, told me that, you know, you have a white parent. I'm like, okay, so you created a privilege there. I, I don't have a white parent. parent. Then people will be like, oh, you know, you grew up with a silver spoon. I had someone tell me straight up the other day, well, clearly, if your father is a doctor and your uncle is an OBGYN and your mother is in healthcare, then you were born with a silver spoon. And so you don't even understand what it's like to struggle. <laughs> Like they just did a whole math equation of what my life was in order to justify their undermining of my voice. When really all I look at that is, is that you're jealous of something that you've created about me that isn't actually true. It's not true. And so many times jealousy is simply just based on false truths that people create about other people and other scenarios. And it's like, it's dangerous. 
And I think we, we do it unintentionally. We do it unintentionally. Sometimes, you know, we'll look at somebody and this is a, this is a good jealousy test. When someone gets an accomplishment and you see them get an accomplishment, or if you look at another person, let's say you look at another woman and you see that she's beautiful or that a bunch of people are saying she's beautiful. Do you find yourself unintentionally looking for what the negative could be that would make you not want that? Like, have you said to yourself, like, oh, she's probably not smart, though. Hmm? Have you said to yourself, like, oh, but her ass is fake, so it's fine. Have you ever said to yourself something to devalue that person in a way that would then make you feel better about the way that somehow that person's value in the world made you lessen your value? Mm-hmm. Jealousy litmus test. Has someone gotten an accomplishment and the first thing you say to yourself is like, oh, I didn't even want that anyway. Or do you say to yourself like, oh, they must have done something to get that. They must have sucked some dick to get that or some shit. Jealousy litmus test. If in order for you to see somebody be dope, you have to find and navigate a narrative that makes it not valuable to you, you are operating from a place of jealousy and you need to check the shit out of yourself. The last dose. Ah, jealousy. It's one of the... One of the Ten Commandments, right? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. You shouldn't covet thy neighbor's anything. You know? Like, they may have some shit that you're like, oh, that's dope! But that doesn't mean that your energy should be made in how to get it from them. And that's what jealousy is. Your energy should be shifted in how to achieve for your own self, in your own standards, on your own path. That's why we talk so much about individualism on this show. Because I just think we're so lumped in with each other that we lose sight and the lines get really blurred on how we can really just still love each other and look out for each other while simultaneously making the best healthy decisions about our own gain, our own advancements. And we live in this crazy society that just, it, it really loves to just like aggrandize everyone's accomplishments. And then you have the other side of it, which is just like, we're now like giving awards for things that aren't even accomplishments for just showing up. And it's just like, can we just find a middle ground? <laughs> can we just find a middle ground? But jealousy is an ugly feeling, y'all. It's ugly feeling it. It's ugly being felt. And the only way that we really create better interactions and safer spaces with each other is if we really are honest with when we are feeling that way and not just honest with ourselves, but honest with the people who are treating us in that way. And that, that's tough. That's tough. I'm not saying you go up to people like, yo, I think you're jealous of me. But I do think there's something to be said for opening a dialogue of like, hey, like, I feel like there's some type of tension here and I would love to create a space to talk about it. And that's all you can do. And if someone doesn't want to do that and be honest about that, then you got to let it go. I have a bad habit of not letting it go. I have a bad habit of trying to then like endear someone to my cause or like, no, I don't want them to feel that way. No, I want to help them feel good about, about our interactions, et cetera. Fuck that. It's not your responsibility. And it's draining and exhausting as shit. It is. You hear, I'm literally talking to myself <laughs> because I have spent so long doing that and I will not do it anymore. We have to work on grounding ourselves in loving ourselves so that we can love when other people are finding light for themselves. 
Scarpins Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.